0: says we're live and this is a uh, brand new episode 67 of the odd G's podcast part of the not for long media network jason vertidas and there he is harry may he's got the not for long hat on today nice, nice yeah work, harry.
1: yeah i'm repping the the company colors today and L okay.
0: media mine's wow. buried under the 86 ccm hats i have yeah <laughs> but we are not for long brothers. there see? you go there you go so i kind of like Colin the way Tom. this
1: hat fits like it it's like real comfortable on my big head.
0: Yeah, it like settles on it and envelops it very yes. nicely.
1: Yes. Yeah. There's certain hats like really fit my head well. Like I've got this one golf hat uh, with a 1912 club logo on it that is kind of a mesh in the back. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, I like, I like white that. hats to play golf in. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, not like that. It's like, it's like the, the good mesh, not the trucker mesh. Okay. That's trucker mesh, what you just showed me. Um, but And then I got a, t- a Titleist hat that fits me really well. And I wear those hats so much that I got to put them in the freaking dishwasher to clean
0: them. Yep.
1: Yeah. The best white way to hats. We sweat in a white hat in the summertime playing golf. Oh, it just looks so awful. Like well, you're there's guys your- that actually wear hats like this with, with white salt stains around. I'm like, dude, what are you doing?
0: Clean yeah. your freaking hat. Well, the other thing too is, they get dirty because when you're golfing, you're picking up a ball off the ground. <laughs> well, yeah. That, the rim will get dirty and, from that. Yes. yes. No
1: doubt. You're cleaning off your ball yes. or whatever. And then you touch the hat, but I'm just saying from the sweat around the, the, the crown here, mm-hmm. it gets yellow and dingy. That was oh, yeah. like shit. Like, oh, you got to clean your freaking hat. Yeah, if yeah, you, you can't afford butt. to buy a new one, put them in the dishwasher. If you don't have a dishwasher, get a toothbrush and, and wet the hat under the sink rub some soap on it and scrub that bitch
0: we look like silvio dante clean, cleaning the stuff at his desk in the sopranos yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> remember that yes <laughs> <laughs> see i prefer like i like the end the, the for like that's that's a, a dry fit material right yeah yeah very the comfortable. Side, yeah very comfortable airy um mm-hmm. i prefer the hat the ccm hats that i wear this is called a slouch a for slouch. good damn reason. We had the yeah.
1: slouches on last night on my golf podcast. Who are the slouches? The uh, Tremendous Slouches, a group of seven guys uh, locally based that play a lot of golf and they go to all different places, uh, sort of like bucket list places, and uh, post pictures of it on Instagram. I know one of the guys. And w- what are they called? The Tremendous Slouches? Yeah, it's for the Caddyshack reference.
0: That's great. Yeah. i love
1: it <laughs> oh don't kid yourself you're a tremendous, you're tremendous.
0: slouch
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all awesome. that's ty webb of course who delivered of that course like Chevy chase yes <laughs> how, you don't i don't keep score how do you measure yourself against other men by height <laughs>
0: so
1: that movie good. just that, that movie always wins it does it's, it's so great. good
0: <laughs> uh but that's called a slouch huh yeah that, that's a slap like because a lot of them have that firmness in this part and being a shorter guy yeah. i can't have something that makes my head look bigger right then i look like a fucking oompa loompa because mm-hmm. i'm short right so the the slouch and uh the ccm bucket looks very good now i did get an email the other day you know i'm on the ccm mailing list harry okay and i get i get like different emails throughout the year um of you know when they have stuff for sale i got this one ccm overtime week and they have a bunch of stuff a sale mm-hmm. you know they got new skates and some apparel and it looks like right. some buckets here and all that you know it's it's a sale it's a marketing thing right. I got one the other day and it was they had their golf shirt collection is that right and i was like i was looking at that i'm gonna send it to you harry because i think you'd look good on the course and well, a what, nice ccm shirt what type of what brand shirt is it ccm
1: no 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 that they just they just put their logo on it it's oh. not a. C, I doubt it's a ccm shirt i mean i i would think i would hope they're doing like a peter millar you know some some sort of quality
0: you know shirt that they just brand and look put their yeah. logo on it let me look here i got the i'm going to send this to you all right um but they're beautiful shirts i mean you won't think harry of hockey when you no. wear this shirt because oh, it's, it's a beautiful shirt <laughs> like hockey style you're not gonna go i look like i belong in a barn right right <laughs> this is quality golf apparel okay and it's, it looks like it's pretty reasonably priced here from their site you know 39.99 for a men's oh, yeah. polo
1: that's very affordable
0: yeah i mean I that's like good...
1: that's borderline
0: cheap i i think so yeah
1: so, see, yeah, me I mean, see look,
0: look, see look here, I'll put this one up on the screen. This is a nice shirt. And I I think I'm going to do a little early Christmas shopping to to uh, get that for you, for uh, courtesy of the program.
1: Oh, uh, they actually are CCM shirts. I want, yeah, they they aren't, yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah, there's yeah. one that has a skate on it.
0: Yeah, and look at the oh, the okay. one I got up here on the screen. I'm not sure what those little things are on it. I can't yeah, see well, them. that's what I'm looking at. Like one yeah. is a skate. It looks like,
1: and uh, it looks like another one was like, like a sun. I
0: don't know. Yeah, it's kind of got a zip on it too. That one, it does. Yeah, yeah. it's a quarter. That they call that Harry a quarter zip.
1: Oh, the quarter zip.
0: Yeah, yeah. very popular. Yeah, the quarter <laughs> zip. But yeah. I'm gonna do some shopping on there for you, Harry. Excuse, nah. I got enough shirts. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um let's get to the big news harry because um you know there, there was a shake-up and the, some people were let go mm. in sports radio yeah. and behind the scenes as well um it, I, I thought the timing of this was really weird but let's just first mention hunter brody who was on the afternoon show with tyrone ricky vitalico and
1: jen scordo i think yeah, and jen yeah jennifer scordo yeah yeah best show um, ever
0: Best show ever, and in the afternoons, and the fact took over for Mike, Um, and he gets let go. Hunter does, Mm -hmm. Um, and then behind the scenes, um, I'm not sure what Camille's title was at this point, but um, coach. It's always been that, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So Eric Camille, Coach Camille, um, was let go, and I think some salespeople too. uh, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure what their names are, but um, obviously it sucks, and you know, you you get all. I'm sure you got the same texts this business of sports radio that we got into it Mm -hmm. sucks because this just happens more and more and it's always happened. Yeah. But it wasn't about just subtracting before it was about if you didn't perform, you got let go and we move somebody else in. They don't do that anymore. They get rid of people and they don't replace them. Right. So this, I mean, I mean, they're down to the barest of bones
1: already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, good on uh, Tyrone because I heard that he, uh, went on the air and basically took responsibility uh, for Broads being uh, let go, saying that, you know, if, uh, you know, he's the leader of that show, and if that show performed better and won, or it didn't have to win, but it had to be, you know, competitive. And it hasn't been competitive since the 11 months that since they started the thing. And he took ownership of it and blamed himself. So, uh, you know, I give him credit for doing that. Um, I do as well you know, when, when the show was announced, you know, I immediately raised an eyebrow. I'm thinking, is that going to, is that going to win? Like, I don't know if that's going to win. Like I kind of had doubts about it from the start, Mm -hmm. uh, but you never like to see anybody lose their gig. Um, You know, who I know Broads does a lot of stuff on his own YouTube channel and was doing that before he became part of the fanatic and they kind of brought him in there and on weekends and sort of, you know, got him into the flow and then eventually, you know, made him a part of this big show to replace Mike. And it's like, it, it's a tough spot because you never want to be the guy to replace the guy.
0: Yeah. You know, like, the guy that like replaces the replacement.
1: Yeah. Now, you know, the camera is kind of in a different situation because that station is kind of an automatic That station is basically on autopilot. Yeah. Okay. But so him replacing the guy, you know, that that's probably going to work. Um, but, you know, as far as from us, you know, we were in an underdog situation and Mike was the lead show. And although, you know, the ratings were not what they were in previous, you know, years, it was still the show. And to yeah.
0: replace that's a tough spot. So. Yeah, I mean, you're replacing so much Mike, you know, Mike from God, what was it? 11 years, I guess 12 years that he was there. Mm-hmm. You're trying to replace the habit of Mike. That's really difficult. Yeah, it's hard to do. And whereas DeCameron, when he went to mornings, it was his existing show that went to mornings. This all of a sudden wasn't an existing show. It no. was a new show made to that move people had the to get used to and
1: had to like. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. like, oh, we already we love this show in the middays. And now they're moving it to afternoon drive.
0: Yeah, that's and a different very, story. Very yeah, very little people have the patience to grow with a show in today's society. You right. know why? Because we don't have the patience for anything. Right. Plus, they're always comparing it to the previous show. Yep. You
1: know, I experienced this many times, you know, having worked with Bruno. Yeah. Um, You know, it was like, oh, well, this isn't the same. It can't be the same. Yeah. Like, no, how, nobody else is Tony. Right. How could it ever be the same?
0: Yeah. It's different. Like, you do the show with Bruno, and then, then you're working with Brian Westbrook. You're like, this isn't like right. Tony. Yeah. Oh. Well, what's going on here? <laughs> working <laughs> with Baldies? you mean it's not like Tony? It's right. It's wacky. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but different and i had to do that dance every day at noon yeah, <laughs> going from you had that to like, show to the other show literally during a commercial break you had to pivot right do a different show right that's not easy right to, to, um, to go from a driver of the show that was kind of more seriously sports-based with fun don't get don't get me wrong to a bruno show which is totally i mean there's no rules there and then i had to run you know in the sidecar with Tony, and follow him and anticipate where he was going before he went there yeah that's what made that show work
0: yeah yeah well um let me ask you about working with tony because obviously how when there's shakeups in radio i saw it all over social media i'm sure you got text too I put you know Maze and bruno back on in afternoons that'll save this yeah. st- that'll save the station <laughs> you know all that kind of stuff yeah that's not and happening so- I was reading through the Facebook comments and, you know, Maze and Bruno gets brought up as one of those all-time Philly shows that is very revered, mm-hmm. um, kind of like, you know, Mike and Steve. Yeah. S&M, or you know or, you know, those shows. There's not many of those shows that are put on that mantle, but Maze and Bruno or Bruno and Maze was. Yeah. What was it like working with Tony? Pull the curtain back here, Harry. I think everybody wants to know.
1: Well, I think it was, it was just as it sounded. It was, it was insane. I mean, <laughs> yes. you know, I mean, Tony really, to me was, he was the same off the air as he was on the air, you know? And like, I just kind of, ha- I kind of got him. Like you have to get him in order to be able to work with him and, you know, anticipate where he's going, deal with it. Because sometimes, sometimes you're like, Oh, really? You know, but you got to go with it and you got, you know, cause that's what make, that's what people want in the show. Yeah. was you know setting up the sound drops you know this some of the you know the same old punch lines or whatever it was that's that's that was comfort food for the people that loved the show
0: yeah you know and you had to let him yeah. yeah i think this was important you had to let him have his sticks you know mm-hmm. you know the bump dump, the bumps yeah you never wanted to try and weed that out of him. No. he needed this. Those were his comfort blankets. Yep. And it was a lot of timing on that show. Like time. you
1: had to really sit back and like, I want to say something, but I know this isn't the right moment to do it. Yeah. Like, wait, let it breathe. Give him an extra second because he might
0: come up with the beautiful,
1: you know, or something else.
0: And you don't want to step on that. Yeah. You don't want to ruin <laughs> a, a, a pregnant pause. Beautiful man. Yeah. hey tony how you doing let me check
1: beautiful man like you know so many times did i want to come in there and say something
0: yeah like you've got to be faster (laughs) yeah like are you serious (laughs) i'll tell you like i didn't know you i didn't know tony you know personally at all yeah when i got let go from wip and i remember listening to the show when i was doing some driving for a, a job i was doing for an ad agency i was doing a bunch of voiceover work for him so i used to go up there every day And I would listen to the show, and I'm like, I I thought that that timing was, like, right there all the time with you two. Then I remember they made the change here, and they moved Johnny Marks in. and Mm You know, John's a friend. Yeah. He's been on this podcast. But John and Tony's timing never worked. And I just felt like I constantly was being headbutted listening to those two after listening to you and Tony.
1: That's when I was on the Maze to Midnight. Yeah. Yeah. That was an adventure. I tell you, you I didn't like having like to wait cool. around all day. Like you're waiting around all day to go to work. Like yeah. that that was the part of that that really kind of I didn't like.
0: Yeah. No. I've said that to people too. When you yeah. do nights in in um performance um work, right? You all people go, Well, you just chill out all day. Go, no, no, you can't. You have the mentality in your head is I got to go to work. Yep. Eventually. And and I'm also like, what am I gonna talk about? Like, I mean, I'm constantly
1: mm-hmm. was searching for things, you know, ideas. Yep. Yeah. You, so basically you're working all day
0: and yeah. then you do the show at night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, best to to everybody that was let go. And yeah. And, you know, when I got let go, you know, a lot of people, you had the same feeling like, holy shit, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Now, Broads isn't north of 50 or in his 40s like I was mm-hmm. you know, when you left, you were north of 50. Um, I think Camille probably is. I'm not sure it's exactly. Yeah, major. I don't know. But I mean, it's fucking scary. Like Camille's got kids, you know. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're just like, holy shit, what am I gonna do? Yeah. yeah. Well, he He's... have to get rid of the
1: Czechoslovakian Mercedes now. <laughs> he he may need to downgrade, Harry. He might. He might have to down downsize a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he used to call that thing the that's Czech. That's, that's what I I used to, it. to. It was refer. always in the shop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is that a real
0: Mercedes? I think that was made in Czechoslovakia. Not He sure bought an emblem, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so best of those guys i think Broads hunter will be totally fine he's mm-hmm. in this new media world already and always was with the youtube stuff i think he's gonna i think like, he'll be fine but mm-hmm. um everybody else best of luck um mm-hmm. it sucks and i don't I don't know where the whole thing's going yeah you know we talked about it on mikey Misses pod yeah you know, i i think that station just should just focus on on-demand content basically i would put on like seven two-hour shows Hmm. and then podcast them i wouldn't even care about the live audience Hmm. it would just be a a, a device for me to record all my stuff and pump it out on demand wow and i would make people listen to my stuff on demand and are there
1: any other stations like that that you know of because that's that's a
0: concept that i've never even heard of yep nobody's doing it yet i'm telling Hmm. you harry i'm ahead of the game here because we we the sooner you realize. You cannot change people's lives and when they can. And consume. listening habits. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The sooner you can do that and give them the stuff that they can take and listen when they want. Right. The better off you're going to be. Now, the pro- people they go, well, you're do your podcast radio. They podcast their shows. Yeah. But podcasting a four hour show in on demand format is overwhelming to people. Mm-hmm. They got to realize in this format, you have to deliver less because mm-hmm. if you deliver too I'm much- all
1: about that. Yes. I was always
0: about that. That is why you are excelling at on demand, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like less is more. <laughs> it, but it is because people consume on demand content episodically like a TV show. Right. They won't watch episode 5 until they've watched episode 4. Mm-hmm. But if episode 4 was too long and they can't li- listen to that, they don't go on to episode 5. It overwhelms them and then they're out. You've right. lost them. Right. So just That's deliver interesting. them and just And don't go on just for the sake of going on. There's one rule when it comes to podcasting that I tell people that I believe. The show is over when the content starts to wane. Mm. Get off. Right. You don't need to stretch an hour. You got 17 minutes in you? Good. I like this. 68. I like this idea. Yes. (laughs) Harry's the president. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, just crazy stuff over there. And, you know, one thing I, I, I did want to bring up, too, um, I put out this tweet the other night, the day I guess that all that went down. I just put two random tweets before I go off to bed. And, you know, one of them was about, um, you know, people celebrating when people lose their job. Oh, yeah. Well, you get that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes with it. You know, it's part of the part of the gig. So what I said was just—it was really simple. I just said, um having spent 25 years in radio, people seeing people celebrate someone losing their job and livelihood is as ugly as it gets. I understand on-air jobs come with that element, but that doesn't make that any less ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, um what are your thoughts on that? Because you know, when you, when you left, or I, I don't think people were like, "Good fire that guy." There were some. Yeah. I saw some yeah, of that. There's always some, but yeah. Um, I, I would think that you maybe got a lot less than Hunter got or if Tyrone would get, or even Mike for that matter.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they got, but yeah, you're always going to get some of that and it's like, you know, people love to take shots at people that are in that business TV, whatever it is I and mean, any kind of That's entertainment down kind of mode. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So they, it's a, it's like a piling on effect. You know, because so much of this stuff now is public, Uh, you know, websites constantly, you know, referring to radio wars crossing broad and they give out the ratings and man, people then see, man, that show's getting destroyed or, you know, WIP's got a 17 share and they got a three and all this stuff. You suck, you know, and then they start to pile on. And then when somebody inevitably loses their job, you know, in a situation like that, yeah, you suck anyway. That's you know, you're always gonna get that. You just you got to let it roll off your back. I mean, I hope these these folks don't take it to heart.
0: Yeah, you know, it's um, it's one of those things. Like one one of the guys that responded to me basically said, you know, this is a double edged sword because on the radio, doing that job, you sit there and say so and so needs to be fired, so and so needs to be cut, player. And athletes, that's their job coaches, in life. yeah, right, right, yeah. right, right, and yeah. And my but those guys, that.
1: those guys have guaranteed contracts in a lot of sense, and they get yeah. paid a good bit of money to walk away. Like if I was an NBA coach, like in a five-year deal, and I got whacked after year two, I'm like, let's bring it on. You yeah. know, I'll just go work for ESPN or one of the networks, and I'll keep some of my money. And uh, you know, it's totally different. You got like, you know, maybe ninety days of severance, and you're out on, you're out in your ass. Ninety. Well,
0: well that, I'm saying that's a good, that's good. Yeah. 30 Literally, days. Maybe. When I got let go, Harry, I was let go on Halloween mm-hmm. at probably three 30 in the afternoon. By the time I got back to the station from the remote from the okay. and I lost my benefits that night at midnight. Wow. I have three you're, kids. You're on the Cobra. They put you on the Cobra. You look like a Cobra <laughs> with the shorts no whole thing um yeah yeah that night at midnight i had to you know it's it was a thursday so friday i had to sit there literally and wow. fill out all the cobra stuff to make sure i covered that's heartless yeah yeah couldn't believe it i thought this timing of the 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 firings was weird too mid-month and mm-hmm. summer is usually not a time when you get um corporate cuts yeah so yeah usually it's on a friday
1: too when they let the uh air personnel go yep usually on a Friday morning or
0: before your shift, if you're in the afternoon, whatever it is, it's usually the last day of the the work week. Yeah. Yeah. So I was surprised at that timing as well. And I know some behind the scenes people um, uh, lost their jobs. Also ugly Mm -hmm. days at radio. And that's one of the most uncomfortable
1: situations. And I know you've been involved in this many times Mm -hmm. as have I is when you're a part of the show, of a guy or a gal that gets let go and you got to go on the air in two hours. And they just, yeah. and they just whacked one of your partners. Right. Yeah. And now you got to be like, Oh, you know, we got to address it. How do we address it? You know, callers, are, you know, and, and our old boss was very paranoid about that. He would always be like, you know, anybody you tell the producer, anybody that calls in about that, just dump them. You know, he didn't yeah. want to have any of that go out over the air. And yeah. I always thought it was best to just address it and yeah. move Take past it, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was putting that. Situ- I was yeah. putting that situation one time where I was driving in to do the show. My partner called me and said, "I'm out." Well, that was me. That was you. Yeah, that was me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nine ten a.m. I'm go- and you're like for a ten I'm o'clock out. show. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, "Holy shit! What am I going to say when I'm on the air?" <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, now, who who did they did they put somebody in with you that day? No, I went solo. Just you and the producer, kind of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it was Andrew at that point or Egan. It might have been. It must have been Andrew at that time. I think point. it was Andrew. Yeah. 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 We wouldn't have got on the air if it was Egan. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ, how do I attack this? And I just did that. I just said I, I attacked it head right on after you announced it. Uh-huh. So I wanted you to have the first word on your career. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Don't try and bury it. Just just attack it. It's a tough p- day p- though. Give the people that's the t- red blood. That's a tough day for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It gets really uncomfortable at the station, obviously. Like if you work in an accounting firm or whatever, and they're having layoffs, everybody's on eggshells. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's fucking brutal. So yep. Um, I wanted to bring up this other thing, Harry. Uh, our buddy uh, Temple alum Zach Gelb, mm. his dad, of course, was uh, I guess Bob the original, Gelb. Yeah, the original yeah. producer for Mike and or Mike and the Mad Dog. Uh, I think so. I mean, he was one of the the original guys when the fan went to all sports. I think he's the longest tenured employee, by the way. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. He is. Um, and his son Zach, his Zach's a great, I don't want to call him a kid. No, he's a not great a kid young anymore. man. Yeah. He has always known what he wants to do for his career. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think he was, he was doing two, shows nine. when he was about eight or nine years old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And obviously there's a lot of, he had a ton of exposure. He was in the studios quite often with Mike and yep. the mad dog up in New York and CBS yep. national and all that stuff, which is what yeah. where he works now. Yep. So yeah. Um, and he actually, we brought him in one year. Um, I was like kind of getting in touch and getting to know him a little bit. And when I was I brought him, I told him about him, like, let's bring him in we talk to him. We bring him in to conference. come on, here and came in and, You know zach was looking for some work at the time and we brought him in to do the eagles post game show Mm -hmm. he hosted the post game show that year and like he came in and just blew matt's doors off just like the he had a passion you know Mm -hmm. like he was and he's into it yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but zach's doing very well he's got that national show and he gets really big guests on Obviously because of the, the national. Well, the War. national it's easy, a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's, he's got in New York. A lot of people working to get those guys. Right. And he's got good connections. So he had Debo Samuel on from the 49ers. Right. And this has been buzzing around Twitter and and really kind of um making the rounds of was this out of line? Was it not out of line? The questioning. We know Debo Samuel, like he said, if Zach Purdy didn't get hurt, they would have beat the Eagles beat the shit. Out of the 49ers. Right. And they were pulling people out of the (laughs) stands to play quarterback. Their third, fourth, fifth string quarterback wasn't able to get it done. Yeah. So here is the exchange with uh, our buddy Zach Gelb, at Zach Gelb, Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B, on Twitter, Mm -hmm. on CBS uh, Sports Radio Network with Debo Samuel. I want people to listen to this and make up their mind. We'll discuss. Here is.
1: Debo Samuel here with us. Well, something that is your call, I saw what you said about the Eagles back at the Super Bowl at Sirius, where if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt, you guys would have won that game by double digits. Why, why would that have been the case?
0: I don't know that, though. So
1: do you not still believe that?
0: I mean, I do. But, I mean, we're we not, like, we not going to keep talking about it. I mean, I said what I said.
1: Gotcha. So then what happens this year when you play Philly on December 3rd?
0: I don't know. Just wait till what, week 13, 12, whatever get in. We'll,
1: well, then you know how that's going to go uh, down. You're you're going into Philadelphia. Hey. Those fans are going to be booing you loud. you have a message for Eagles fans? Hey, guys. Yeah? All right. We're good to go. What do you mean? We we have Debo on right now.
0: Yeah, I know, but we're going to head into camp right now.
1: Are, are you serious? Okay. Thank you. That's There you Thanks, go. Bye. Debo Samuel right there. Doesn't want to answer a few questions.
0: All right. So let's, let's... – let's clip it there <laughs> that was great he hung up on him what a yeah. fucking baby yeah you know
1: <laughs> i, I kind of get it from both you know from his side too like dude, this is a long time ago now i've i've addressed this probably many times on other shows what have you you know i kind of get where he's coming from but he shouldn't have hung up no. like he should have just addressed it and said you know you know we'll take that up with them uh you know in december or whenever week 13 whatever it is you know we've uh, to be continued whatever you know and i don't have a message for eagles fans except that we're coming something like yeah. that boom yep. done shouldn't they have hung got us on
0: last him. year it's our turn this year right yeah you know, he yeah. could have played the game right but he, you know I, I think it's a fair question because the 49ers players went on and on about how they would have beat the eagles in that game i mm-hmm. forget what the final score was but again the eagles killed them
1: oh it was a total blowout yeah yeah 30 and something to seven, I think. Or Rock whatever.
0: Purdy wouldn't have mattered. You know, I, I know they had like their fourth string quarterback in mm-hmm. who hadn't played since uh, he was at Illinois at, at the quarterback position, right? But, I mean, if you're going to make those statements, you got to be able to be called out on it. And I, I imagine that he was fine doing all that 49 er sports talk radio where it was friendly fire and they were laughing about it and stuff. And these, right, and they I were think. agreeing with
1: him with the take mm-hmm. that, Hey, had Brock played, we would have won.
0: Yeah. I don't and think he, they
1: would have won. I think the game would have been competitive, but I don't think the, the Niners would have won. I, I agree. Yeah.
0: And, and you can't say well, if this, if that. that's part of football.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately it is. I mean, injuries are part of the game and the the guy yeah. that they had back, I mean, they'd they gone through so many injuries in at yeah. the, the key position. Yeah, it sucks. They kind of lucked out in that Brock Purdy was what he was. Yeah, to be honest with like you, I, Eagles, don't think, I don't think I don't think they right. I don't think they ever thought that that would have been the case. Like, yeah, we're going to be down to Brock Purdy, and we're going to get to the NFC Championship. Yeah, I don't and think We'll be kinda, fine because we got Brock Purdy. Right, right, <laughs> right. Um, but-, but good for Zach. He made a lot of news It went viral. It's still out there yeah. on on you know every website's picking it up, and people are listening to it and discovering his name that otherwise may have never heard of him. So it's good for him.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people are saying, like, ask better questions. Ah, yeah. I think well, that's a valid question.
1: That's all part of what, what we did. You know, yeah. Everybody else can do it better. Yeah. You know, I've so got that's a
0: good response. Way. We'll pump it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would have been going crazy with uh, that. Well, his guys apparently one of his shows at 957 the game in mm-hmm. San Francisco took like all these shots about Eagle fans and how classless it is here. Nah. This 49er fan base is turning into Harry. The Vikings. The Skull fans. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that funny? They're a bunch of bitches.
1: What's the common denominator? They both they got lost. their asses
0: kicked by the Eagles.
1: <laughs> here. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Yep. And they're just crying about it. God, it's such lame sportsmanship. It's yeah. so pathetic. That, that is sense.
1: the lowest hanging fruit on national sports radio is the Philadelphia fan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I really I think Johnny Marks tweeted him back and was like, didn't somebody get murdered outside your stadium? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like um, that's not funny, but no, no, but uh,
1: yeah. Uh, the thing is, I don't know from listening to that if Debo was on just to promote a product because a lot of times that's what happens especially like Radio Row at the the Super Bowl is all these ex-athletes walking around promoting this, that, the you know, Old Spice, Hennessy, you name it. And all they, they want to talk most. about is the product. Like they're not there to really talk sports yeah. or to give the the host any insight and the listeners any insight into anything. All they want to do is say a couple of their, their scripted lines about whatever they're repping and get the hell out of there.
0: And yeah, those hey. interviews suck. Yep. Okay. I, I used to you, hate doing them. I think you're right because the, the woman comes on the phone. Yeah. And usually yeah. there's somebody there setting up the queue for the calls right. yeah. and he's just banging them out. A handler. Yeah. We used to call him not Chelsea handler, <laughs> but a handler. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and look, you got to understand you can promote your stuff, but you gotta give us something. Yeah. This, yeah. You're not just coming on. We're not here to do you favor so you can make more money. I remember being at the the radio row the first time I was
1: there and Shander and I were, were working together. But My he was geez. also doing some national show in the morning, you know, because he couldn't do enough shows. Yeah. So he had like a two hour national gig on some ne- other network. So I'm watching him. I'm sitting in a chair near where he's doing that show, getting ready for our show later in the day. And he had Jerry Rice coming in. And Jerry Rice has this entourage of handlers around him. And he's carrying a bottle of Hennessy, and mm-hmm. he's obviously there to promote the, you know, to promote the the cognac or whatever it is. And he sits down with Shannon. They give him the headphones. Like he's basically all these people are doing everything for him, and he's sitting there. And Aton goes right into it the way only Aton could, and gets right into a question about football. And Jerry Rice just pivoted to Hennessy. And that's all he like. Aton kept trying to ask questions, and he just kept pivoting to Hennessy. Eventually, three minutes went by. No lie, no longer than three minutes. Took the headphones off and got up and went to the next station. And that yep. was all it was. And I'm thinking, like, is that real? that's not good radio? That's that's awful. You're putting that guy Aton in a bad spot. Yeah. And they don't give a shit because they're yep. just making their money to promote the product. But yeah. it's not good radio.
0: No, it's lame. That's why I was always against going to that stupid Radio Row bullshit. Oh, yeah. 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 It was fun once or twice, but I've done it. I've been there, done
1: that. Now, Colin Berger brings up a great one here. Um, Hey, Digger, I hate to do it to you. We're up against it. And I hung up on Digger Phelps because he was going on and on. he, He had a book out, and me and Rob Ellis were working together at the time. And he's coming on to promote the book, and I'm trying to talk to him about other stuff, and he's waxing on about this one, you know, thing in the book, and it was just boring as hell. And I'm looking at Rob, and I'm looking at the clock, and I'm hearing our producer in our ear, and I'm, I just, I just jumped in and yeah, said, yeah, hey, "Hey, hey, Digger, I hate to do it to you, man, but we're up against it. See I Boom, hung up on it.
0: Clip. You didn't even get him <laughs> not even a last word, Digger. No. no. <laughs> uh, when you were doing shows, how did you ever? After you had a guest on, Mm -hmm. get a message from either the guest or somebody affiliated with the guest about how the appearance went negatively? Sometimes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Not that time, though.
0: Really? You didn't get anything from ESPN on that? No,
1: the publisher of the book or whatever. No, never, uh, never got anything about that. But a lot of people that were listening remember that. That's all that matters to me. See, that's I'll get what radio- that when I'm out playing golf. Like if somebody like if I'm in an event, like an, an outing or something, and somebody will come up, I hate to do it to you, digger. Like they, yep. they remember that stuff. <laughs>
0: that Harry, that's what radio is missing. Yeah. Those moments. Right. That train right. people remember them for <laughs> like when you told Coach the get out, get out. Yeah, he kept coming into the studio and he cracked that studio door the one time, and you just like.
1: I stood up and I threw my headset down and I yelled at him. And I was serious. I was sick of his bullshit. Yeah, like because he was trying to meddle with me and Bruno. He, he was trying to unbruno Bruno, and mm-hmm. you don't do that. And I'm like, yep. you just get
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- those are um organic moments. Like the the Bernie from Brumal called it during oh. our show. Yeah, epic. I mean, th- that was none of that is planned. Yeah. Now, you just got to be able to pivot and make, you know, a great segment happen. Now, this one
1: that emanated when I was when Sean Brace was the producer. And I think I was working with Baldy. And we had a row, a string of calls that were all awful or bad connections. It was just like two or three, three or four in a row. It wouldn't have been two because I yeah. wouldn't have gone. All Let's go to Pete. Pete, what's Pete. going on? And I'm just like, <laughs> are you? What is going on back there? And I was yelling at Brace and the person answering the, the phones, which wasn't Brace. Yeah. That
0: lived on forever. Oh, that was a great one. I would just blow my stack. Yeah, you would. But that's what people identified with you. One of the other great job drops came on a little bit later. It's when Anthony was hired. hmm the ah oh, man ah oh, man oh, man. You know? oh, man yeah it's a great so one. so <laughs> that one happened i remember this vividly when it happened i think it was it was his first week doing mornings yeah and it's like thursday uh-huh. and he's having all these guys boys on you know that he know and he goes all right let's go to the comcast business hotline you saw him last night at eagle's flight night it is the Former linebacker number 54, the axe man, or he goes, Jeremiah Trotter, what's yeah. going on, axe man? And you go, and Trak goes, What up, cuz? And he goes, Ah, man, <laughs> that he was get, epic. He do that. He, Let's go to the com. Yeah, he higher.
1: Yeah, you do the build, the slow build. Yep, yeah, it was just great. <laughs>
0: I heard that and I was like, oh, my God. This is gold. I couldn't
1: get it off the ladder quick right. enough. Well, that's the other thing. It's like guys like you and me and Marks, uh, when we were all together, would be listening to the station all the time, like yep. for stuff like that. you know. And when we'd write down the time and then we'd go back into the to the audio vault, which is what they called it, and we'd pull it and record it. And then it would become part of our show and it would become part of the fabric of the radio station.
0: The, the drops and the, and the way that they were used there – were the, I would say one of the cornerstones and one of the biggest differences between the fanatic and WIP because WIP at that time played no drops, no, no producers no. were on the air. Nope. It was host callers. Yep. That's it. Yep. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I remember I, I must've sent a hundred texts saying grab that's a drop. Grab it. Grab it. Yep. Yep. Or clicking the button in the studio saying, pull that, pull that. <laughs> yeah. On um, like Bruno's, um, I've seen it enough. The Tiago oh, the Tiago splitter with oh. the LeBron
1: blocking oh the
0: God. the block or whatever. Yeah,
1: uh, and that that was the day when he, I could just tell that he was annoyed. So I just kept tweaking him about, yeah, him and and saying, you know, taking the other side. Oh, that's a terrific block, Tony. What are you talking about? Oh no, I've seen it enough.
0: <laughs> it was so <laughs> great. You're like, you just like that was a great block. Yeah, Eunice. Yeah. It was a great block. Bye! Sitting enough. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh man. Cullenberger goes, uh he goes, organic, the beauty of radio with you guys. Remember when Jason coming on 97.3 oh. and singing as Lady Gaga as Anthony almost pissed myself that day. I don't think um, it was
1: Lady Gaga.
0: No, it wasn't. I think it, it was, was.
1: what's his name's daughter. X's yeah. and O's, the song was, right? Yeah, Elkin. L King, yeah. correct. And is, is isn't she the boy,
0: comedian Turned him to a man. Told him all the things that he couldn't understand. Whoa! And I go, yo, mikey Mesh. They call me the Bow.
1: I remember <laughs> that man. I was dying, and Mike was dying. Oh my he god! Was, he, he
0: couldn't control himself. He was laughing so hard. It was, yeah, I, I did it out of the blue. Didn't rehearse it at all. Just played right. a YouTube song and did it. Yeah, and. Five minutes later, I see the hotline right Oh, it's It's Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. He goes, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) He didn't like the impression at times. No. He was like, he comes up to me one day. I think you were standing there. When he was doing mornings, we were doing middays. Yeah. And he's standing there. When we're getting ready for the show, And he comes back, he goes, yo, cuz. I go, yo. He goes, it's cuz, not cuz. I go, what do you mean? He goes, it's cuz. Not cuz, And you knew cool what kaj. he meant.
1: You just wanted him to do it again. That's
0: yeah. all. like, so
1: I could recount the story of course, as him. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, and that's when he started calling you the mountain troll. Yeah. Cause he was annoyed with
0: you about that. <laughs> he Probably still is. I, I, I will say I was a bit intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> I was like this dude, I don't know if he's going to really enjoy this impression. because yeah. It is kind of way over the top. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, oh. funny, funny so shit, unbelievable. Uh, all right, now, um, I hate to get out of this, but don't we have
1: to talk a little sports?
0: Well, let's tell the people about Fudge Kitchen first, and then we'll get into some sports because our all Fudge right. Kitchens are a great sponsor of the original. Yeah, the original Fudge Kitchen, the original and official
1: sponsor of Not For Long Media and the G's podcast, a staple at the Jersey Shore. Jason was just down there a couple of weeks ago at their Ocean City location. You can also catch them in Cape May, Wildwood and Stone Harbor. The original Fudge Kitchen makes all of their fudge right in the store, guaranteeing a delicious product. Stop by and let them know that N4L sent you. But you're not able to mi- visit in person. Not a problem. They ship across the country. Just checked out their website, FudgeKitchens.com. Shipping fudge and sweet treats across
0: the country. Beautiful, beautiful, man. Exactly. Um, so, what did you want to talk about? You asked the question. Do we do we have to talk about some sports? No. Well, <laughs> I, did you watch any of the All Star Game? No. no I, was I on did. Timmy Glass night racing, huh? Oh, the the F one simulator okay celebrating the return of Danny ricardo Danny rick as they call him
1: now who won the the race this past weekend
0: who do you verstappen he's won verstappen yeah
1: because i walked in it was funny i got pulled off the golf course both saturday and sunday and couldn't finish my round due to rain and lightning and all this shitty weather we've been having and this the one day i walked in i think it was sunday that they had the race on and a couple of the 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 bartender and a couple of the other guys are really into it. And I said, let me guess Verstappen's in first place. And I turn around, they're like, yep. And I'm like, this sport is the
0: same every week. Yeah. He's so good. He never loses. No, the car is so good. And he's just, I mean, he's the best driver in the world right now. And, and they just, nobody can keep up with him. I mean, he led like five races, like 200 and some laps before relinquishing the lead two right. races ago. I don't know what kind of ratings they get. And I know in other parts of the world, very it's a well known thing, yeah. but
1: don't they run the risk of like sort of a tipping point where it's like, all right, eh, you know, I can't bet on it. Cause I, I, they have to bet without Verstappen. They take him out
0: and yeah. say, all right, here's the rest of the race. Like it's yeah, that the dominant. Right? Yeah. It, it, predictability in sport is usually a death knell, mm-hmm. you know, because you want to know that, think that anything can happen. Right and a race, obviously, it can. I mean, you can get taken out. You can have engine failure, all those things. But that hasn't happened to him this year. Mm -hmm. They've had great reliability, performance. He, as a driver, is just un... I mean, they've won every race, Red Bull Racing. Red Bull. I mean, either him or Sergio Perez. So, yeah, it's been really predictable. But That was a good race because there was two Brits behind him. Mm. And, you know, one in Lando Norris finished second. Uh, in the McLaren, who was a gong show earlier, this a great race. And Lewis Hamilton, the seven-time champ, uh, who's been on the podium 14 times at Silverstone, uh, finished P3. So hmm. it, there was some drama to it, but you're right. Um, yeah. But no, I was on the Sim Rig, so I did not watch okay. it. Okay. I, I watched it. I pulled in about
1: maybe the third or fourth inning, and I watched it till the end. Really? I have, I have to admit, I was kind of into it it but i have an and an, my observation is is a very unpopular opinion mm-hmm. it didn't seem as big to me because joe buck wasn't doing the announcing oh who's on the call? of the call harry i think it was joe davis i think is his name and he sounds a lot like buck i don't know if he does that intentionally or if that's just his voice but he does sound very similar to joe buck but he's very straight And kind of dry, like he doesn't have any wit like Joe Buck had. Yeah. And he's working with he's working with Smaltz, okay, of course, who's this I
0: think is great. And I don't know, I just didn't feel as big. Sometimes the announcer makes it you knew that when the Eagles weren't very good, Harry, and you got the D crew with Chris Myers, right? You were kind of like, This this football game does not feel as big as it does when you obviously some are all Madden or like those you know, the Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Mm-hmm. And when those guys were, you hear that the present, the presentation of the game right. feels more important. You know why? Because it is
1: right. And and I know it's an unpopular opinion because everybody in Philly or everybody listening to this dislikes Joe Buck and they, you know, they like to beat on him. Um, but I, I, I like his work. <laughs> no, I remember he used to come on with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my buddy Ed Svita who does uh you know, his stats, he's the stat guy for Joe Buck. No matter where Joe Buck goes, Ed Svita is next to him. He's a friend of mine, and he would hook us up with him every once in a while. Yep. And he was great. He'd give us like 25 minutes, almost like he didn't want to get off the phone.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I think he, by the way, he came on and attacked the hate. I think he won a lot of people over, kind of like Michael Irvin did in a way. Mm. You know what I mean? But Yeah, but anyway, that was one observation. The other one is that the Phillies players –
1: they shined. They had two guys in the, in the game. Um, one of the uh, the other pitcher uh, apparently declined. Uh, the guy they got from the Mets, who's got 10 wins. His name escapes me right now. But he was apparently going to be a part of the rotation. He said, "Now nah, I want to spend time with my family for a couple of days, take a couple of days off. Uh, but anyway, Kimbrell came in and closed things down with some drama. And Castellanos got on base twice. Mm-hmm. and i believe scored two of the runs he walked and got a hit so they 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 looked good and the national
0: league finally won so that means home field in the in the series i don't i, and I don't think they still do that they don't do that anymore i don't think so okay i don't think so
1: but anyway i i was I was entertained by it. I'm actually kind of looking forward to the second half. Phillies are seven games over 500. They got 73 games to play. Think about that.
0: 73 more games than the regular season. <laughs> Imagine looking at that as a player and be like, Jesus. Oh, For my those teams that are totally out of it. God, they got seven against the Mets, the Marlins, who are in
1: the, the lead of the wild card, believe it or not. Seven against Atlanta and seven against the uh, Nationals. So the whole division, they played seven more times. And they got the Padres seven times, who are a team that's stacked and not far out of the the mix. They're a tough team. They'll get better as the second half goes on. Milwaukee, who's pretty good. Uh, The Baltimore Orioles are good this year. They got three against them. Uh, Who else? They got three against the Angels and Mike Trout and Otani. Um, Six against St. Louis, who stinks. Six against Pittsburgh, who stinks. Oh, the Giants, uh, the old boss man's team. They they play three more times. The Giants are in the wild card right now. But the Phillies are like right on the cusp. They're a half game out of the wild card. I think the division's probably gone. They're 12 games back of Atlanta. Yeah. It doesn't show any signs of slowing down. That run dif- differential that they have is ridiculous. But yeah, they're they're great. I oh, did catch great. two hours of it last night.
0: Wow, you can yeah. that was a commitment you made. I saw Mikey Miss put out a tweet that the Phillies maybe in the mechs for Arenado. Well, there's a rumor. There's a lot of rumors right now, and you it would involve both. it would have involved Boehm
1: and somebody else, some maybe a minor league uh, player that's higher up in the system leaving. And you know, of course, Philly fans are going to fret losing Bohm. Arenado is a flat
0: stud. Like if you yeah. can get him, and you have to give up on Bohm, uh see, ya. Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. We we tend to fall in love with our own a little too early sometimes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You well, especially I mean, when he when he took um took ownership of the I hate this freaking place yeah, comment that a, uh, you know, you know that move. that bought him you know a lot of grace with the fan base and now they like him and he's playing well too. Yeah, he can hit.
0: Yeah, he can hit. <laughs> he can hit. It, that's the thing is um, you know, you can get a guy like Arenado who is the known total stud. Mm-hmm. think but maybe playing with the Cardinals who stink, right? Yeah, hard to believe the Cardinals stink, but yeah, they do. that's a great baseball city, too. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah the, you'll get, as as I like to call it, Harry, games of consequence now. Right. Yeah. 73
1: games of consequence. Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe not 73, but you're going to get a couple in there. <laughs> right. Right. So. so. But how about uh, the Marlins are 53 and 39? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll be a fun second half. Training camp's going to open up in a couple of weeks. Yep. It looks like Harden's coming back, I guess, at this point. That's what I'm seeing. You know, that's, you know, who knows what, what
1: happens there, but maybe he might, uh, I saw this, uh, the summer league, which you can never put any stock into, but I saw a lot of highlights of this Terquavion Smith that the Sixers picked up from NC state. He was undrafted, man. This guy is an athlete, dude. Yeah. Like, Oh, and he can shoot too. Um, and Jalen Jaden Springer, who they drafted a couple of years ago out of Tennessee, uh, was playing well for what it's worth. Um, you know, maybe they will be a, a part of the bench, uh, this year, but I, I was looking at that and what else? Oh, the NBA is instituting a flopping foul now, specifically for flopping. Good. You get like an unsportsmanlike foul or something and the other team gets the ball and free throws or whatever. Um, so that, that's pretty good. To so it at least, double- yeah, I don't know. No, I know. I don't know if, it's, I don't know if it's a technical or just like an unsportsmanlike foul. I don't know, but they're trying to crack down on it is the point.
0: Yeah, good. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it, you know, it looks bad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, the only other thing, it's a very subjective call, though, by the referees.
0: Yeah, because you can be caught flat-footed in a way. It looks like you're flopping, but right. you just had—you just weren't on your balance. And it would take a feather just to make you fall over. Right. Like, Bill Lambeer was great at that. Like, he was mm-hmm. always flopping like a fish out of water. <laughs> great Bill Lambeer. Yeah. And the other thing I saw... Uh Leslie Van Houten, does that name ring a bell? No. I, Leslie Van Arstel works in news in Philadelphia. I knew that's where you were going
1: to go. Good job. Leslie Van Houten was part of the Manson gang. Charles okay. Manson in the yep. late 60s, 1969, she of course, re- wreaking her. havoc over the Los Angeles area for a couple of months until they were finally caught. And uh she was released from prison.
0: Yesterday, I believe. That's the first After one to be released then, right?
1: 53 years in the joint. Um, the governor there, who's going to be the, probably the presidential candidate for the Democratic side, uh, said he didn't want her parole, you know, messed with. Like, she's out. Newsom said that. Yes, Gavin Newsom. Uh, and she was involved in the Grizzly Tate-LaBianca murders in 1969. Uh, Your thoughts on that, like should somebody that I mean, granted, she was 19 when it happened and I get, you know, the whole thing like, you know, impressionable, idiotic teenager brainwashed brainwashed does something heinous. Should they be left in prison to rot for the rest of their life?
0: Yeah, I think there's mitigating as circumstances here, Harry, I'll put on my law hat real quick. okay? because I, you know, obviously she was very young and. Mm -hmm. I, I think that she has served her debt in this regard the mastermind is not going to ever walk. no i know but these
1: were very grisly i mean this was there was blood all over the walls oh, i mean this was a, a horror blood, show yeah. yeah this wasn't just going I'm not that it's any better to just kill somebody almost humanely but this was really bad yeah i think she
0: was pregnant too if i recall yes um so yeah uh Yeah. 53 years, 53 years with your freedom gone. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That's a long time. I mean, I don't know
1: how you readjust to society after that, to be honest with you, but that's her problem. Yeah. There is no adjustment because Um, she doesn't know what society is. It's sort (laughs) of like the old guy in Shawshank Remember when he gets paroled and he just doesn't know how to fit back in and he kills himself. Yep. Some people just, that became became normal for him. Right. That was that, right. That's what they became their norm. The new normal is, you know, then you get left out and you're like, man, I'm a I'm a 70 year old, you know, old person. And now I'm back in society. What do I do?
0: Yeah. I have (laughs) no idea how to can how to live this way. You you know, the thing that's crazy, like I, I feel I'm infatuated with the stories of people who are imprisoned wrongfully. And eventually mm. are exonerated. They gave up 35 years. Right. Of their freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually it's proven that they did not commit the crime. Right. I'm like, how are you not walking around just so angry? I know. That your I life know. was taken away for 35 years. You're eating crap. Uh, you know, living in those conditions. Yep. For something that you did not do. Right. Like we've all said, I didn't do it. Yeah. You know, leave the dishes in the sink. Right, <laughs> but Jesus, could you imagine what it would be like? That no, I could not. Oh, I'd be so pissed off. Personally, I would have just preferred she stay in prison,
1: keep her locked down.
0: Yeah, I mean, what's the point in lettering her out at this point? I, you know? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, oh, I think we wrap it up there, Harry. All right, I think we're at the barometer now. Of okay, we're we're we got nothing else. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm and with you. The, that, you. You may have been there a little earlier. You'd be like, do we have to still keep going? Do we have you. to talk about sports? But you had some good things to say. so Yeah. Um, great stuff. Let's wrap it soon up. Soon we'll right? have football. Soon. Soon. Yeah. It's right yeah. around the corner. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I've had enough of this weather, by the way. What do you mean? Well, I've had Dude, enough of the rain. So humid for like a bunch of days. I couldn't take it. Yeah. It's just suffocating. Yeah. Well, what, what I hate about it, it is that produces the, these big thunderstorms. Yeah. That's what I hate about. It. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the thunderstorms may cool off a bit though, too, but it's just going to go back up. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But we um, got like five inches of rain the other day. Wow. At my place. Yeah. we got the five. flash flood warnings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. I'm on the phone. Yeah. Um, all right. That's episode 67. Um, everybody enjoy your week. We'll be back next week and uh, we'll see what's uh, new to discuss at that time. Uh, follow Harry on Twitter at Harry T U myself at JasonMyrt. Harry, on, you're on Threads as well. What's what's your handle there? Yeah, I, I
1: tell you, I'm I'm already over the Threads thing. I think. Yeah,
0: I, I have no ha- habit with it.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I've I've posted a couple of things, and I find myself almost like forcing myself to do, and that shouldn't mm-hmm. be. You know, I, I think it's it's over. It was he had a day.
0: Yeah, Zach had a day. A shitload of signups. Yep. Yep. But yeah, it's not a habit for me. No. If if Twitter went away, right. Maybe it became, would become a habit but it hasn't yet. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll be back next week. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Maybe we'll read some reviews next week. And you, oh, by the way, I got to get Tommy Cromwell on. I got a message from Tommy. Yeah. Um, you know, we had David you on a couple weeks ago. He didn't even hear that episode. I sent it to him. Oh, he really? Said, oh, David's on this one. I'll check it out. Um, I'm at the Phillies game right now, but he sent me this text totally out of the blue. He says, uh, Jason, I've been sleeping on the odd podcast, but I'm a listener now. You guys are the only schmucks in the world who I'll listen to sit there and bullshit. Love <laughs> you guys. Love Harry's take on NBC. Fantastic. Your appearance on Missing Ellie's pod was his best episode ever. Keep it wow. up. Talk to you later.
1: Wow. So, that, said, that's a great
0: to... rating and review. Now, did yes. he give us a five-star rating, though? He gave a thumbs up in there, too. Okay. So, we may have to get him to do an iTunes one. And uh, I said, we got to get you on, and we got to get you to be able to play when you're on. Right. He said, you you tell me when and where wow maybe you so, could do sort of a theme song for us yeah that would be pretty good yeah yeah he's <laughs> now your man <laughs> it was i'm not your man now he right. is your man <laughs> that's great so we'd love to get tommy on and um he's a great guy yeah he is like and I, uh, I i loved working with him david and the hooters are killing it from what i understand over in uh over in Europe right now, Germany. Yeah. We're going to have to get a post tour update from David as well. Yeah. When they come back to the States. Yeah, for sure. All right. That's episode 67. Everybody have a great day. We'll talk to you next week on the odd G's podcast.